Hello and welcome to the Seems Legit Podcast, hosted by your favorite craft beer drinking, whiskey sipping, bourbon appreciating, sushi eating, steak craving, speedo wearing, tell it like it is, poker playing guitarist, the dude himself, the dude Sunny D. I want to thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. Super excited. We've got Jess back here. Hi. We've, we've also got our brand new baby boy, Little Hudundies here. Uh, he's currently sucking on a boob, so he's unavailable uh, for the episode. But he's here, and he's happy to be here. And uh, just to clarify, he is sucking on Jess's boob, not some <laughs> ambiguous not ran- random breast that we have here in studio. Uh, anyway, thank you, babe, for coming on. You're welcome. Uh, so I guess last time I had you on the show, we talked about our anticipation of it kind of the pregnancy process, mm-hmm. the adventure we had been on over the last nine months leading up to him. Um, and I should clarify that you and I had a bet that as to when he would oh, arrive. Yeah. And I had said <laughs> on the Saturday, I guess the 14th. The 14th, because it was Diwali. Because it was Diwali. So I said, hey, it would be really cool if he was born on Diwali, then we could name him Diwali. But we didn't have to worry about that. Uh, he was born exactly on your pick on the Monday, the 16th. Uh, so I guess a day we should forever try to remember. Um, and there he is trying to tell us that we have to remember that day. Um, but it's kind of nice that he's born so separate from his sister because then birthdays don't overlap. There's sufficient enough time, um, after, after his birthday towards to regroup regroup and wait for Black Friday sales for Christmas presents. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, but anyway, thank you for bringing this lovely bundle of joy into everybody's life. You're welcome. I don't think there's anybody who's met him yet that hasn't fallen in love with him, including Nick, (laughs) texting to check it out how I'm doing. He's How, have, he has baby fever now. Oh, I hope so. But yes, I can't wait for Nick to meet uh, little Hudundi. I think the two of them are just going to... I bet you Nick's going to cry. I bet you like there'll be a tear or something. Like, oh, he'll be, I hope so. He'll be super emotional. He's going to be so excited to And meet. then he won't let him go. Like, right. Oh, I need to feed him. No, no, it's okay. I got yeah. him. Yeah, or he'll like try like the first time ever he'll sleep over. He'll be like, you know, I'll just spend the night. Actually, I think you know what you didn't drink enough. Like, you can go home. (laughs) No, no, no. I'll just stay with. Yeah, I'll just stay because you guys probably need a night off. So I'll just stay. Like the kids asleep. I'll just stay. What's he gonna do? Come cuddle up with us in our bed (laughs) where the baby sleeps. I'll just go in the middle with the baby. He's gonna so imprint on that child. It's ridiculous. But Nick, being the sweetheart he is, what, he came, like, within a couple of days, brought a gift. The first weekend, yeah. Yeah, brought a gift for uh, our sweet baby boy. And Littlefoot. Oh, yeah. And and that, this goes to show you the class of some people. Nick, being incredible, um, brought... I, I guess I led that in wrong. <laughs> it made it sound like it was going to be something that shows the class of some people. <laughs> but anyway, no. Uh, Nick, being the classiest of classy... Um, he, uh, funny enough, we get a text from him as, as we're talking <laughs> about him. But yes, brought a gift, not only for Hudundi, but also brought a gift for Littlefoot as well so that she didn't feel left out, which, I mean, she was so uh, um, excited to see him uh, and to get the gift from him. So that was very sweet. But yes, so where do you want, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Like, it was pretty crazy. Like, you this... I think this is an episode we're going to cherish because we're going to try and retell the whole story, the story um, as holistically as we have it. And then this episode is kind of something we always have for him to share later on, mm-hmm. right? Like when mommy and daddy 
talked about it. So, um, I guess it kind of starts on the Sunday. Well, the Saturday was kind of uneventful. Like, I'd had some contractions, although I wasn't sure they were contractions. I thought they were maybe Braxton Hicks because they weren't super painful. But I knew Saturday wasn't happening because it just, there wasn't enough going on for a baby to be born that day. Yeah, I was starting to lose faith about halfway through the day on Saturday. <laughs> I was like, fuck, we need a miracle here for this one to go through. I think it was dinner when you finally gave up. And yeah. I was like, yeah, it better not happen I think today. I even ordered you the medium spice of the food just to make, just to give it a little extra kick. <laughs> but, no. And we had pineapple that day, too. And I think it's, uh... Funny, too, um, big thing is that uh, we were talking about, like, what is Braxton? Remember just a few days before that, like, we were in bed. I'm like, babe, when we go see the midwife, and she's like, did you have any Braxton Hicks? Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I always remain silent during that. You're like, yeah, no, and you, but you answer so confidently. Like, you are one of the most confident answerers ever <laughs> in terms of things. Even when you don't know, you still, like, Fake confidently, yes. It. But no, I even told the midwife that I wasn't sure because I never had them with peanut and I wasn't sure what they, like, if I was having them. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't remember what I told her, but. You'd always be like, yeah, no, I think so. Or yeah, I had like one. I had a couple. Like, (laughs) I was always so confident. And I was just like, wow, like, okay, she clearly knows. And then I'm like, wait, what the fuck is a Braxton? And then I was happy that we were kind of on the same page. Um... But anyway, yeah, so Sunday kind of, even through the morning wasn't that eventful. I think you started to notice a little bit of maybe discomfort, but nothing. But again, I thought they were Braxton Hicks, and I was like, oh, maybe this is really a Braxton Hicks. Like, you don't, it doesn't cause you enough pain to, like, stop what you're doing, but your belly tightens, and, like, you have, like, a painless contraction, basically. Yeah. So a few more of those. And I think, too, the great, like... It was, so yeah, and it was just like so quick, like all of a sudden Sunday evening, you're like, oh, snap, that was a contraction. Oh, snap, that was a contraction. Because they were enough to make me like, pause. Yes, and they were, but they started off fairly far apart, like it was like, okay, this is the start, and I mean me being a labor virgin, I didn't know what to expect, so I'm like, okay, what do we do? Every time I'd be like, oh, there's one, you'd be like, is it time to go? Do I call the midwife? Do I time them? Yeah. (laughs) You'd get uh, so excited, and I'd be like, no. There's yeah. no point. Well, and then I think, you know, that even that night, like, they started to come closer together, but they weren't intense when they were happening. Like, I was, no. that kind of threw me for a loop, too, because I'm like, wait, if this is what they talk about, like, man, they really get it wrong in movies <laughs> and on TV. But see, I was a labor virgin, too, because with Peanut, I was induced. I did not right. go into labor naturally. Yeah. I was given many drugs yeah. that I didn't, I don't. I didn't go into this knowing what a contraction felt like. So I was also a virgin going, maybe this is it? I don't know. But also knowing they couldn't be nearly as painful enough to warrant anything. No, and then you made the decision, like, which was, I mean, worked out and was for the best. I was prepared to pull the all-nighter. But you were like, no, no matter what tonight... like your sleep is the priority like you needed me to be alert to be as rested as I could be we had peanut she had to go to school the next day so I needed you to be able to wake up take her to school you know yeah or if something happened in the middle of the night be yeah we'd have to drive her somewhere like 
Was that, did I play a game mix that night, or I think, I don't, think I don't so. know what I did that night, I can't remember. Maybe something else, but Maybe not something, I know I was playing long. a little bit of poker, maybe I played with the boys or something, I don't know, whatever no, it was. No, I don't think so. Whatever but, it was. But from like 9 to midnight, there was like steady contractions. Yeah. But they were like 10 minutes apart. Yeah. And they lasted maybe a minute. Yeah. Nothing to get excited about. Mm-hmm. I don't think we even timed them. Oh no, we did, we were timing them on the app. Until yes, we went to we bed, were. and then I said not to bother. Yeah, and then we went to bed. I got I got a good night's sleep, actually. I remember getting... Did I have a nap after dropping Tendi off at school or not? No, we did not. No, we didn't. I think we showered and stuff. We did, we because ready. things had picked up. Yeah. So then, yeah, going to bed, I slept okay. I still had, like, one to two contractions, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. So <clears> I slept for the most part of the night. I remember waking up like and just gently rubbing your back or something yeah. to let you know like hey I got you here. <laughs> I got you in my haze. Got you. Yeah. But they weren't super painful just enough to wake me up and then I'd fall right back asleep. Yeah. And then I still went with you to drop Peanut off. Right. And that's when I think by the time we were getting home it was like <clears throat> oh they're starting up again. Yeah. And they were closer together. Yeah. And maybe a bit more painful. They were significantly more painful. Like, by that morning, you were in some pretty heavy distress. At, like, 9 a.m.? Yeah. Well, yeah, by, by, by about 11 a.m. Like, when, by the time we first went in, it had really ramped up. Like, I remember it was kind of, again, like, it picked up. And it was like, okay, this is way more legit than last night. But we and, never made it to five minutes apart, which is the yeah. key. They were never close. Like, they were never five minutes apart. They were always, like, seven, eight... Well, no, remember the app had told us, let go to the hospital. Like, we had started to get that in the morning. Yeah. Go to the hospital, get ready to go. Like, we had started to get the get ready to go to the hospital the night before. Yeah. And then in the early morning, we had gotten the get ready to go. But then by the time we went the first time to the birth center, we had gotten the go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so we went. We Around got, to like 11.30, noonish. Yeah. We got examined... You were, um... Only three centimeters. Only three centimeters, and they're like, yeah, see ya. Well, they're like, they said, you'll be more comfortable at home. You're handling it well, so go back home and call us when it gets closer together. Yeah. Or they said when it... What did she say? Remember, it was scary how she said it was like when it intensifies. Yeah, and, and she was kind of like... Huh? I remember too, yeah, and they were like, and they and they even said, like, we've had it too. Like, don't be afraid to or surprised if it's like you get home, you don't even get in the car and you turn around and come right back. Like, it can happen pretty quick. And it was weird because I noticed, like, even on the car ride home, because on the car ride there it started to intense. Remember, there was a gap at the first few minutes of the car ride where it was like there was nothing, like, oh, whatever. And then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, whoa. Well, and driving, too, like, yeah. every bump was, like, and then, brutal. But on the way home, it was pretty intense. Like, I was, there was moments on the way home where I was like, oh, maybe we're going back. Do we turn around? Yeah, here? I was like, this is kind of cool. We get to be those people and waste gas. But, um... Rude. Yeah. We made it home. We made it home. And I remember that was an afternoon of suffering. But we we left the car packed. We left everything in the car. Yeah. And we were like, in hindsight, like now we would know where to curtail back and stuff. But again, I don't know that I would necessarily, that we do necessarily need to curtail things back because it, um, spoiler alert to fast forward just to rewind, things did go much faster and quicker and smooth, like, and knock on wood. 
very smoothly. But not knowing that, and even knowing that, yes, things could go longer, whatever could, you know, I wouldn't be any less prepared next time. I thought we were adequately prepared. Mm -hmm. Like, we had everything. Mm -hmm. um, so we were packed, ready to go. Um, left that all in the car, came in, and yeah, you just planted just yourself on the couch for the next few hours. We tried, you tried some bouncy ball, no, you tried some bouncy ball stuff. Yeah, and... I was on the ground. Mm -hmm. We tried heat pack, I think. Yeah. Um, and they said to get some rest, so I tried to sleep, but yeah. I don't think I really slept. And then it just got worse and worse as the afternoon went on. To the point where, what was it, like 4 o'clock? I think you were kind of like, we should call. Well, it was funny, too, because I remember when we first came home, I remember I went to get my grandpa breakfast or something and lunch, and he was like, oh, where's, where's Jessica? <laughs> She's downstairs. And where's the baby? <laughs> uh, he's not here yet. <laughs> oh. False alarm. Oh. Like, <laughs> but it was kind of funny that even he was kind of like, that he was like, oh, the baby, like, but I, I'm sure in his head too, he was probably like, that was kind of quick. Like, I didn't even have a time to shower or anything. <laughs> like, yeah. but uh, regardless, yeah, so we came back, uh, you got to relax, well, labor, relax, relax mm -hmm. at home. And then about 3.30ish, I think it was like around 3, 3.30, like we were using the app and then basically the app was like, telling, like we started to joke that the app should be like, you should already be at the hospital. But they like, still why are you still you know, apart? No, they had gotten much shorter. I'm sure if I pulled up the app, Maybe, we would see. But I feel like we never really hit that mark. I think we did. But the mark, we just they intensified. Right. We they hit were that drastic. point where they changed, and it was like, yeah. holy shit, this is. Yeah. And well, like I, where, I don't know. I felt like I wasn't handling it very well. Well, I think too the big thing was now in hindsight, it's like it's something to prepare for, but. Again, the level had been so drastic that it's just like, wait, what? Okay, so the other stuff was warm-up. Like, what's after this? Like, <laughs> after this, you probably shouldn't be at home was kind of my thinking. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, no, this isn't um, feasible from here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we called. Uh, luckily, we got the midwife we, we wanted. Like and and want to be clear that... Through the entire process, like it's a midwife group, kind of a, is There's how it works here in Winnipeg. Um, and ironically enough, we didn't even get the midwife. We only had the midwife we'd actually signed up with one time, like our primary, and then she left the group, you know, whatever it was. Um, but the group was fantastic, all of them. So it's not like we sit, when we do maybe say things like, oh, we got the midwife we wanted, or we were lucky to get this midwife or that. It's not a knock on the other midwives. It just so kind of happened to work off. We really hit it off with this one. Um, she kind of was there for the, the, the real kind of stretch run for us. We found ourselves kind of with her. We became very comfortable. She really seemed to understand Jess's situation, um, understand any challenges, whatever it was. So for us, really, that was where it came down to like in our decision to kind of let's try to gear it towards her is, is where it was. It wasn't a knock on anybody else. It was just like, yes, she was the most comfortable. She knew. And they do keep detailed charting. Like we talked about that. Yeah. She had even told us that as well. Yeah. And like, they make sure you meet all the other midwives, like all yes. your appointments are spread out with the different midwives. So you meet them and they say like, whoever's on call is who you'll deliver with. Yeah. So we were just crossing our fingers. We got the one yeah. we Likes, but yeah. I think we just liked her demeanor and how she would I mean, handle can, the birth process. And I mean, we can say midwife Marnie. Um, midwife yeah. Marnie was fabulous. Um, it wasn't a knock again on any of the other midwives. It was just, just midwife Marnie was the one we her. wanted. Yes. 
Um, and, and yeah. She ahead. was on call that day. She happened to be on call. We were happy to find out that morning that she was going to be <laughs> the one on call. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so we get back. We call her. Yeah. She's like, yeah, maybe, you know, why don't we come in at five, whatever. I fe- and I'd felt so bad, remember, because she was like, she just I got just home. got home. Like, I could imagine, like, this is like, but I've talked about this on the podcast, too, about the medical profession itself, having grown up in a family that's worked in it. Um, these are the things you don't see when you don't grow up around it, when you don't work in it, you don't know. Um, that I think a lot of people that have never been in, had family growing up in the medical profession, they get into it and they're like, whoa, wasn't expecting this shit. Um, you don't see that. And I think a lot of people forget that. When people start to be grudge doctors, nurses, any of these healthcare providers, you don't understand the sacrifice that it is, not just for the worker, but for the family as well, that time you give up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why kids of doctors struggle so much mm-hmm. um, and why they grow up kind of, in a lot of cases, very resentful of the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, because, oh, my mom was never around. Oh, my dad was never around. It's like, well, yes, but that's also why you were staying at the Ritz Carlton in Palm Beach for vacations while your classmates were at the Days Inn in Fargo. <laughs> right. But, but yeah. you know, like that's what it is. Yeah. You know, like, yes, your fan, you know, your friends were, oh yeah, we went camping. We did this this weekend. We did that this weekend. Oh, we go on two vacations a year. Yeah. But when you vacation, it's in a different stratosphere, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, um, and, you know, and it each, I know I'm saying one's better than the other, but those are the things. In this case, yes, it was that same kind of thing. Like, she was getting pulled away from her family. And we knew she had three kids. And she has three kids of her own, a husband. Yeah. Like, you know, and probably but, just a desire to sit on her own fucking couch. But, like, I mean, yeah, they're on call. Yeah. I think, too, like, she was trying, she asked where we lived, and the decision was made to meet in half an hour at the first time. Like, I was thinking maybe she was... Like, they're willing to come to your house. So I think she was weighing out, like, is, does it make more sense to come to us or to meet at the birth center? Yeah. Like, we don't know where she lives. But well, I she think asked too, where we lived and... Well, I think, too, it's a, it's a probably balancing act in two ways. If we live super far away yeah. from the birth center, I think is more the thing. She might live close to us. We don't know where she lives. Yeah. Um, but uh, wherever she does, I think that's more of the decisions. Like, if you're an hour and a half out from the birth center... You know, and she could get to you within 45 minutes. It just makes sense to get to you within 45 minutes. Oh, and little Hadundi had a little smile on his face, probably telling himself a little joke in his sleep. Um, now he's now all serious. Yeah, now he's all serious. Now he's all back to business. But anyway, yeah, so we uh, pull her away from her family obligations to get there. And uh, it was very different at this point. The car ride was brutal. Car ride was brutal. Um, it felt a little more like this is it now. Like there was a different air to it. I thought going in well, the second time than there was the first that time. That comment she made about like, come back in when the contractions get to be five minutes apart or more they th- change or something like that. And yeah. I was like, what the hell does that mean? And that's we definitely what we experienced. Yeah, we quickly discovered what that meant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the car ride was brutal and felt like it took an hour. Yeah. And like he hit every pothole in the city. But I tried. I tried. <laughs> trying to bounce tried. the baby. Yeah, I was like, fuck it. But Since... oh, it was, I was reclined in the seat, like <laughs> crawling was, out of my skin. pretty intense. Um, <laughs> but yes, no, it was, uh, it, it, it just had a different aura about it. Like I felt like we were here now. We were here for, you know, better or worse. Yeah. We had reached the Something end Something was happening we had today. reached the Yeah, we had reached the end point. And again, to fast forward to rewind, having been in this situation, whatever, I can tell you when you get to that end and baby's like coming out, 
I think that's probably emotionally, and I don't know what it was like for you. Mm-hmm. You're the one pushing me on. I think you're so focused on getting them out and the pain and everything you're going through. Yeah. For me as the observer, your emotions are, are significantly different. Um, it is probably the most anxious, fear-filled moment I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've had surgeries. I've had different things. I've had different illnesses. I've had a variety of things. You know, I've been given, you know, whatever news, whatever it is. Nothing in hindsight compared to the moments there where all, where you get through it all just to that end game to be like, this would be the worst time for anything to go wrong. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's get through this. And I and, and, and in turn, the midwife, like, especially Marnie, had done a good job of, like, preparing, like, yeah, you do all the things right, but, like, let's go through the book of things that can go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's and, a and whole it's, appointment for And that. it's a split second. Mm-hmm. Like, it can be a split second of things can go wrong. So that's, so... Again, back to where we were at in the story. Um, so we got there. Yeah. Checked in. Got examined. It was only four centimeters. And then I was like, oh, God. It was, yeah. I was, thought, they're going to send me home. This is already brutal. Yeah. But then she was like, well, the good news is we're going to get you admitted. And what I noticed right away. So we get you. They give you your room mm-hmm. at the birth center, which mm-hmm. is great. It's a great little room. Like, it's 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 probably it's the... Like a it's, hotel... Small hotel room. It is. It is. And I mean, we didn't even have the biggest room there or the, you know, but the room we had was sufficient. Yeah. It was nice enough. Yeah. Um, it, they all have the same They have a bathroom stuff. with a stand-up shower, double bed. Yeah. Huge tub, couple chairs. Probably the nicest tub I've seen in a long time. Like a closet <laughs> to put all your, like, bags yeah. and jackets in. They have a fridge. They have... Yeah. They have the little jungle gym ladders Bars. thing. Yeah, they have the ladders there, which I was even able to use to exercise a little bit. Um, and, uh, anyway, yeah, but the, the neat thing, so forgetting that aspect, so it's, it's great how they try to do this because they know you're there to do it naturally and whatever. So everything's there to help you with that. They have the balls, they have everything you yeah. could need in every room. Yeah. So it's not like if you draw the short straw, you're like, oh fuck, well I didn't get what that person got. No, you get it. Yeah. It's all, it's all there. Each room is stocked. Yeah. Um, and clean and everything. But the neat thing about this process, which is incredible other than to go to the washroom, she never left us. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not like a hospital setting where, you know, they leave you they, and someone different comes in and then this different person comes in and then this person leaves and they don't tell you anything. Yeah. This was very different. She was in that room the entire time. She's doing all the charting. She's taking all the notes. She's observing everything. She's coaching you. She's doing whatever. She's... Got ideas and techniques to 100%. And it was... It was just such a different approach to anything I'd experienced healthcare-wise, mm-hmm. um, but truly, in a sense, felt like truly blessed. Like, hey, that this is the road we've got, we've chosen to go down, um, rather than again, any time. Uh, bless you, Bid. Thank you. There's uh, multiple people involved. You're always playing a game of telephone. Yeah. Right, and the idea, and you know, with professionals, is you hope that that game of telephone is signif- is is very accurate, and that you like all, and that's of them. why you chart, that's why you note take, and things like that. So for all of you listening, that's that's the big reason why, as a professional human being, you do note taking, is so that the communication between one professional to the next is accurate. Um, anyway, um, so it's her doing all of her own thing. Um, from the second we kind of got into the hotel, uh, the hotel, the, <laughs> um, the birthing room, the birthing suite. <laughs> Um, it again felt like they had things that intensified. Now, just before that, in the examination room, you had done the stretch and sweep is what it's called. Oh, yes. Because, yeah, she examined me. It was only four centimeters. She asked, 
I don't even know why I hesitated because I know it can progress things. And it, it so really, I hesitated. I don't know why, and then I said yes. Now I think the big thing is hurt. initially they offer you they so they offer you this thing called the stretch and sweep, which I'll let you explain mo uh, momentarily. <laughs> but from my perspective, I think the biggest hesitation comes from, and at least when you and I talked about, was like it is uncomfortable. Not from a, oh my God, this person is doing this to me uncomfortable, but from like a physicality point. People like, say it's painful. It's painful. It's You're left feeling uncomfortable, whatnot. And up until that incredible labor part, that would be drastically uncomfortable. Yes. And it would and be I proportionately drastically uncomfortable. It's not like, oh, well, it's on the upper end of the scale of what I'm going through. It's now in a different realm. It's You've now upped the ante here drastically you've upped yeah. the stakes you've, you've gone from you know fifteen hundred dollar buy-ins to 10k buy-ins very quickly mm -hmm. and um and that's kind of and see everybody i was able to fit in a poker analogy <laughs> um but that's what it would be yeah whereas once you had done the stretch and sweep at this point you were already in the 10k buy-ins yeah you were already in such discomfort and pain that it was like, oh, this is going to help speed things up and get it going? Yeah. I'm already fucking suffering. Let's just get That's this done. That's why I don't know why I hesitated at first. Yeah. Like... And, um, and she seemed quite like, like, yes, this is a time to do it. Yeah. And it definitely So do you want to go ahead and explain the stretch and sweep? Well, they check you with their fingers to see how many centimeters you're dilated. And then I guess if your cervix is low enough and open at all... They can stick a finger in it, and they just kind of just make work a circle motion, mm -hmm. basically just to disrupt your cervix, essentially. Mm -hmm. And the hope is that it it makes your cervix be like, oh, okay, time to spit out this baby, mm -hmm. and it'll open more and and faster. Yeah. And, uh, no, I guess the other thing, too, is that why it becomes kind of important is he was overdue at this point. So five days. Now... There's a window, and there's theories, and there's old wives' tales. There's 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 webs whatever the hell you want to go by, but based, according to their math, yes, he was according overdue. to their math and whatever, he was overdue. Um, so that so that I guess that's relatively important to note because I don't want to get into you know the gray areas and and personal things about it because I don't know enough. Like I, I I'm not educated enough to sit there and contradict it. What I will say is that there are, there's a there's a wide variety of beliefs in terms of due dates and in mm -hmm. terms of accuracy of due dates. Even we had started to be like, well, you know, this November 11th thing's... On the 11th, when he was due, you, you there was no close. No. Like, we could have bet We'd any amount of money. we checked and yeah. there was nothing. Yeah, no, we would have gone... If and we could have bet on it, we would have. Technically, my original due date was the 28th of November. Right. It got moved to the 11th based yeah. on the anatomy scan, and I was still questioning that change. So I was anticipating he would be born later in November just based on yeah. that. Right. But I'm glad he came on his own. I'm glad I didn't have to be induced because right. you know That'd be cool. I was so overdue from the eleventh. Right. And I mean they have protocols too and they, that she had talked about you know, of trying to get the thing going and whatnot so that, like, even if you are overdue, there's still a window of overdueness to not have to get induced, which was yeah. kind of really... But, I mean, it's still stressful because you're still like, fuck, like... Every day, it was just like, I, it was a worry, and we tried all the things they say to induce labor, like pineapple, yeah. sex, yeah. Um, tried spicy food. Tried to fuck food, that kid out of you, and... Uh, spicy food. 
And she'd even suggested castor oil, but not... We hadn't got to the point where she really suggested it. Yeah, no, we weren't going to... Well, she... Yeah, and, and I... Oh, and I, I would have done it. You would have? I think so. Ugh. I didn't want to be induced. I did not want to experience that again. It was terrible. Um. Yeah, no, that's crazy. You are exponentially was, tougher than I am. I um, refused. But uh, whoever is blowing up Jess's phone right now, I'm putting you on blast, letting you know that... It is distracting. So at the time of listening to this episode, <laughs> it's emails. whomever you are that is blowing it's it up, emails. note that it has been noted <laughs> and that your cover's blown. Anyway, um, and if it's one of two people, not too happy with you doing that. But anyway, uh, the, the big thing there, yeah. So we um, got to uh, this point now where she'd done the stretch and sweep. And from the moment of the stretch and sweep, I think you felt a new level of intensity a little yes, bit. Yes, yeah. And then, yeah, they moved us to the birthing room. She sent us to do a couple laps. We did a couple laps. Um, and then we came back to the room. And, like, honestly, from there, it's a blur. I feel like it was back-to-back contractions. I felt... I just remember discomfort... I don't know. I remember laying on the bed, just, I don't know, in pain. <laughs> like, it's all a blur. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, uh, well, I remember I don't they, know. we seemed like we were probably next to staff, the only people in the building. Yeah. And I remember she had said, hey, is there any way we could open up all the doors? And we did a couple of laps walking around before you kind of settled into the room. And then from settling in the room, it seemed to really, like, it was, the contractions were still a few minutes apart, and then it started to be a matter of let's do some various exercises. She was a former massage therapist. That was nice. Um, so she was able to do some massage techniques to get you going. There's a variety of techniques that we don't need to get into, yeah. but we could talk about well, them. Well, she tried a few weird things. Yeah. Um, I was on the bed. I sat on the toilet. I hung off the monkey bars. We did this inversion thing. I think at one point, I don't know why, but she offered to check me. Yeah. I got checked. I was six centimeters. She said I could go in the tub, and I was in the tub faster than... Yeah. No, it's I had been waiting for that moment to get into the tub. Now, I want to be perfectly clear. (laughs) We had been waiting for the tub since we'd first seen the tub. Uh, Jess and I are both fans of tubs. and (laughs) uh, so tubs. We don't just sit in them with the water. So we found out that this was an opportunity to do this, and we were both excited. Um, Now... They're really, they, as again, it's about, you know, making the birther comfortable. And uh, in, so they, they do offer, you know, the partner can come in and be, and it's important to note too, like, I, it, this is COVID. Like, this happened during the time of COVID. Like, I had to wear a mask the entire time. I was. Shh, you didn't. They, well, they said they. You didn't have you, to. Yeah. Um, ha- and I did at the beginning, but then yeah, but I just, by the time you got into the tub, it was too much. They said my breathing was more important. And than the, yes, me but they're wearing mask. full PPE, like yeah. they're fully covered from head to yeah. toe. Um, anyway, yeah. So I opted not to go in the tub because I felt like I could be more use outside of the tub, just in terms of helping you, coaching you, whatever it was. Um, and then yeah, from the tub, I think you went in at six. Um. You, uh, I remember shortly therein, we got the, some music going. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I went to go on Instagram and you're like, yes, that's right. Go on your phone or something like that. And I think from that moment, I was like, no, sorry, you're right. Like, and, I, and it wasn't even like I was going on to fart around. Like, I think I was texting somebody. Like I was texting Anthony or something to be like, hey, 
that, you know, baby's going to be here soon. Um, But no, that was not to happen. Um, And I put my phone down and you can attest to this from the second I put that phone down, that phone did not get picked up again until he was born. Mm -hmm. Um, Including didn't even change a song. Um, Let the playlist run. The kid was born to Creed. I know, ironically Ugh. enough, Ugh. the kid was born to Arms Wide Open Which by Creed. Which is a good, I don't know. Which the is just a crazy fate. Like, that's yeah, crazy. But it's, Creed. but it's still crazy Creed. to think that was a playlist of over 400 songs. Yeah. And a very mixed playlist. Like, you have everything from, like, ABBA to Aqua to Michael Jackson to the Backstreet to Boys to Creed to Guns N' Roses to Alice in Chains. And Arms Wide Open, Creed... Boom, there he is. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty intense um, and interesting. But yeah, so from the tub, it uh, things start to intensify. Um, more people now start to come in. I guess they bring in another midwife, some midwifery assistants and stuff. Um, at one point, I thought, like, again, I never knew, I didn't know. So I was starting to be like, well, is Marnie only here for a certain portion? Like, does somebody does take... she clock out at some Yeah, time? right? Like, I'm like, is there a clock up? Which I would have understood. Like, it would have been, you know, a little upsetting. Yeah. Um, just from a, oh, we wanted her to be here and she'd put in so much. But, um, no, that's not the case. She was there the whole time. They just bring in other people to help with other things. Well, I think they want one midwife for the baby, one midwife for the mom. And yeah. then there's a few other girls that just seem to work there yeah like, to help out with around the clock that yeah. can bring things yeah as i said some kind of assistant-y kind yeah. of position um, but then the, one of them just seemed to like stand guard out outside maybe not to clutter up the room well it could be to call ems or something to, like yeah, if there's something close wrong enough to hear them kind of yeah. thing um but yeah and there's and it's and, and it's you know like a professional kitchen there's only one chef there's one head chef marnie was in control everybody it's yes marnie how high marnie how much marnie um, which I like. Mm-hmm. I'm a very big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it's, um, yeah, they decided that, yeah, these other people are coming in. Um, I'm sitting there, I'm holding Jess's hand. We're trying to get this baby out. Now it was kind of cool because Jess was in what you were in one position. Mm-hmm. You were on your side. I think it was. The nice thing about the tub was you never had pressure, like laying on a bed that yes. one side, you know, whatever you're laying on starts to, I don't know, just Alleviate. be uncomfortable. So the tub was nice because I could just, like, float there almost. Yeah. And rolling around was much easier than rolling around in bed. Yeah, I yeah. noticed that, yeah. And I think but by that point now, so we had hit, he was born at, what, 8.48. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, around 7.30, things started to intensify. It took another level up. Then by about... Um, you know, kind of eight o'clock, I kind of noted to myself, and just from the way you were looking and the way they were intensifying their own things, I'm like, he's going to be here before nine. Mm-hmm. Like, I just had a feeling, I'm like, he'll be here before nine. Mm-hmm. Like, he's coming out of you soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and now at this point, this was kind of cool. So I guess the big thing is, is like the idea, do you want to watch the baby come out? Like, whatever it is, like, are you going to be there? And we had talked a lot about this. And I didn't know how I personally felt about it. Like, I'm like, oh my God, like, am I going to be able to watch this? Like, I, He doesn't I, like blood. I so. don't like blood. I don't like gross things. Like, <laughs> I don't like the idea of people being cut open. I don't like looking at any of that. So, like, that's not for me. Like, that just isn't. And I didn't care. Like, yeah. I said, do whatever you want to do. Just keep holding my yeah. hands. The healthcare profession is just not for me. Um, and anyway, yeah, so we, uh, go now. I remember at this point they're checking you to see how far along and I'm, but then, sorry, the nice thing, like they don't check you. They have a spat, a mirrored 
spatula yeah. that basically they just stick in the tub and, and check. Get, yeah, with a flashlight just to get just a look at. Just for visual yeah. check. Like in the hospital, they are sticking their fingers up you every hour yeah. to see how far along you are. It's much more invasive and, and intrusive. So this spatula was Yeah, because you didn't even know half the time I, that it was going on. No. Like, I didn't I realize really how much she's world. looking at you. Like, she's just looking every couple of, like, just basically anytime you'd move, anytime you'd breathe. Oh, let's take a look. I think anytime my legs were open, she took that. Yeah, and I remember there was a moment, kind of like the, the kind of, like, all right, here we are. We're in the final 10 meters here where um, you could kind of see what looked to be the top of his head. Like, you looked pretty well, wide open. you ended up, gla you glanced. I glanced, because I'm like, oh what do I do here? And I made the game. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Like, cause there's no coming back. There's no coming back. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of was like, all right, fuck it. Let's go for it. And I glanced and then, yeah, you could kind of see there you were, um, as open up as you could be. And it looked like the top of his head. And I think it was at that moment you shifted position. Like at that moment you had kind of assumed yeah. the position. Well, I think Marnie must've said something and, I got up kind of on Oh, your water had broken just moments before that. Right, like we were, right. we were kind of, that was the big limbo from about seven to eight-ish. There was a big limbo as to whether your water had broken. Um, like we were all kind of unsure. Marnie was unsure. You were unsure, whatever it was. And I just remember there was one contraction. We kind of like, we either heard something. No, she's like, it'll, you'll feel like a pop. But we saw something too. Like we, there was yeah. a cue for us as well on the outside. But I remember we like had no like I'm like oh there yeah that's a water break and you're like my water broke like you just knew you're like that was the pot my water broke. <laughs> Apparently I was just yelling unnecessarily. It was it was it was great because well, I you, wanted to make sure no one missed it. Yeah no we we didn't. Uh, and then it was, yeah, from that point on, it was like, okay, your water's broken. Then you kind of leaned on your side a little more. Now that the water was broken, that's when things sped up. That's when I got, we saw the top of his head. Well, then but, I was on my knees. And like, then you got on all kind of all fours, just leaning over the tub. Holding, we were like holding both hands. Yeah. I got, and I think I got a picture of you yeah, in that pose. Yeah, it's a very flattering picture. I got a picture of you in that pose. And then, um, from there, yeah, it was just like... Let's no. I think you got into that position on your own. Like you yes. moved to that position. They didn't move you to that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they got you there. And then before that, or maybe just in that moment, there was some. Because yeah, when I took the picture, you were still semi with us. Like you were still quite coherent at that moment. Oh. And I remember Marnie, or maybe it was just before that, but Marnie had given you the instructions like how it's going to go when he comes out. Oh right. Assuming yeah. all goes well. I was on my knees by the time she gave that instruction. Yes, and she was like, "I'm telling you, you're, it's not there yet." Like, the, the baby isn't here yet, but you're still here. Yeah. And she's like, look, this is what we're going to do. Baby will come out through your legs and take him yeah. onto your chest right away. And uh, so we, at this point, you know you're having a water birth. And then she'd kind of said, like, once people generally go into the tub, they don't come And I out. do remember there was a point where I was like, I'm done with the tub. I want to yeah. get out. And everyone, like, nobody really answered me. And I was kind of annoyed that yeah. I was like, why aren't they listening to me? But then I was like, wait, I don't think I could climb stuff like yeah. the thought of climbing like using my legs was like no well i'm sure they hear like you weren't even that bad and you're yelling i'm sure there are people really? that are oh no you weren't bad at all like my there throat are, was raw the next day I, I know that but i mean like i'm talking in terms of the aggression in people oh. like what they're saying like i'm sure there are people that are just like rip this kid the fuck out of me just <laughs> do it just i, I was positive it. i was 
I swore or I was rude or Never. Demanding. You were rude. You were Even rude. when I said, can I have a towel? Like, where I was leaning over the tub and I asked for a towel. Like, I was, like, positive I was rude then. No, you were as sweet as could be. Like, you were so cute. Even, like, even during, like, when you would, tr like, were suffering and be like, babe, you should have some beer. Like, fine, one's up. <laughs> like, <laughs> not like the freeze she gave me a freezy yeah, like one bite yeah you had a couple of bites of the freezy it which, just ended up being too sweet because i did yeah. have a lot of nausea during the yeah labor. but they needed you to stay hydrated yeah so yeah uh, she offered me that a was the that was, like, was the okay. biggest challenge i think i think next time is i would use one of our cups with a straw with the gatorade in it or even just ice water like i was i remember feeling really hot and her putting that cold <sighs> cloth on my forehead was really nice yeah. the freezy was nice but it just was too yeah. sweet that i it think made me i think sick. there's the straw aspect was a little bit missing like, that's yeah. one thing i would do differently is make sure whatever you're drinking out of there was a straw component moving. yeah like, tipping my head back felt wasn't like gonna a lot of work. yeah it wasn't gonna happen that was something we misjudged but regardless you make those mistakes um and yeah then, uh, before you know it, push, push, push. Then there's a lot of talk. There's some very scary language that happens. Like, they're like, oh, my God, I see a little bit of this. Get EMS on hold. Like, get ready. You know, all these things. So I was like, this is now, as we talked about earlier, this is the stress moment for me. Because you were gone. Like, you were in a di you were in your own little planet of <laughs> get this thing the hell out of me. Um, whereas for me, it's like, I'm, like, there's nothing really for me other than holding your hands while you're doing this. Um, but I'm having to hear it, and I'm in that moment. And just hearing these talks like, call EMS, like, is he, like, get, we need to get him out, like, get him out quick, all of these things. And they're like, oh, are you going to get him out? Like, can you get him out yet? Can you, get, and like, all of these things, like, my heart was racing, but just the emotional rush, because you're like, oh my God, like, here, like, he's going to come out defenseless. But were they asking me that? Can I get him out? What, no, they were talking they amongst themselves oh. with this part. Okay. And I remember Marnie was like, all right, I see I see his eyebrows. Okay, I see some forehead. I see some eyebrows. All right, we got the nose out. And she's like, as soon as I get that chin, and then I guess she was like, there it is. And then, like, it was a split second. Boom, he's out. You fall back. But I feel like there was, a, there was a pause. I remember getting his head out, and then it felt like there was nothing left to push. Like, I knew he wasn't out, but it felt like the biggest part was out. So yes. then it was like, wait, I, I'm pushing, but I feel like nothing's happening. Yeah. Like he's stuck. For me, from my perspective <laughs> and what I remember, it seemed like th it all happened in the flash of a second. He's now out. They get you kind of sitting back. He's passed to you. Yeah. And in that moment, like I remember like I was fighting back every emotion. Like I was about to burst into tears, just regardless of good news, bad news, because I'm like, Oh my God, he's here. But again, you're worried, you know, because they've had, you know, you've heard the word EMS, you've heard other things being said, um, other things that they've warned you about have, have been said. So you're like, oh my God, he came out, he was bluer than blue. And um, he wasn't crying. He wasn't crying um, and just was the tiniest little helpless thing ever. And uh, like all I could think is like, it's it's that moment of just complete like, which I fear in everything I do. Like anytime I have to have somebody do something for me, I always fear and get upset about is that I'm not there to do it for you. Like as much as sometimes I come across as tough, even on teammates and things, subordinates, whatever it might be, I do also feel like if it's going to be a challenge, whatever, like, yes, I know I can do it. So I would want to do it for you, but I have to, I can't always hold the hand. Mm -hmm. And, but this was like the, the most moment of just like, 
like get through this little buddy I'll do the rest for you but just you gotta get through this and I was so nervous and so scared and then uh, I remember you know we were trying to get him to cry and then all of a sudden his little head, eyes open and just a little <laughs> that and was a couple a, more and then just like he just eh. had he had a grumpy look on his face. <laughs> Just like, uh, oh, yeah, he was not impressed. He was not impressed. And then, uh, so, that, but they were satisfied enough that, I mean, he was okay. Well, he still scored really high on the, like, the assessment they do for newborns. Like, he mm-hmm. still scored almost perfectly. Well, I mean, but this considering... point he started, like, things started to normalize after this. I'm talking, like, yeah. right in that moment when he was born. Like, they had made that decision, like, once they got, kind of heard those couple of squawks, I guess they, they kind of backed off of Yeah, that. and they were like, okay, and then they're kind of like, okay, Sonny, get ready for skin to skin. So I got to snuggle him quite right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, and as you were saying, yeah, the, I guess, post-birth assessment he scored very well yeah. on. and Yeah. But, I mean, and then even the service afterwards, like, yeah, they get Sonny set up for skin to skin so that... They can finish up with me. They help me out of the tub. Someone dries you off. Never been dried off from a bath as an adult. Yeah. They help you walk to the bathroom. Like, I mean, they the midwife you off if you was want. They... down on her hands and knees helping me put on the underwear. Like, at the hospital, they just send you off to the bathroom all by your lonesome, like, down the hallway. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I don't even think they remember they left you there. Yeah. But, you know, here they're, and they're doing t- it all for you. They get you, like, we then were on the double bed just snuggling him. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't leave our sight, even for all the tests and whatever they do. Mm-hmm. It was the service, we'll call it. Like, it I guess those weren't nice. kind of the, like, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I was going to say from the moment he's been born, he's never left you. Correct. And in the hospital, that's the opposite. They take your baby like he, away to do the heel prick to get do the blood work. And you just hope they bring back the same child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, like, that was my fear with Peanut. I was like, this is the same kid, right? Like, I didn't yeah. really know her before you took her away. She looks the same. Uh, hopefully, Bracelet yeah. matches, but yeah. you hear crazy stories. You do, and I mean, just, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, like, other than to go to the shower to take a dump, like, he's he's never not known you to be around. Yeah. Like, you've always been within a cry away. Yeah. Like, I've had to go do things or whatever, but I mean, even I haven't, knock on wood, had to be far away from him. Like, it's, it, I think it's just, A, does so much good for them. Mm-hmm. I think it does so much good for you as the parent, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, but even then, like, even as they're talking to you, they're helping, it's like, do you need anything? Do you want anything? Can we do anything for you? Like, they actually put the diaper on, they show you what to do, they, you know, all these little things. I didn't know how to fucking do it. I've never, until him, changed the diaper. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't about to start. But Marnie, was it Marnie, Marnie that showed sh- you? Yeah, showed me how to do it. And, um, yeah, it's just... But yeah, like, they cater to you. Like, that was the amazing part. Like, once you're back, once the birth part is over, they cater to you. Like, anything we needed. We did not have to leave that bed. We had ordered food. They wheeled over a table. Like, it was just, like, uh-huh. anything you needed. They were... Waiting on you, basically hand and foot in between charting and doing whatever they needed to do. Yeah, it was. Actually, I, I was gonna say I don't. I would actually, highly recommend it to yeah. anyone that gives birth. It uh, yeah, it does, and it's. 
I mean, then we, of course, you have, uh, and I mean, even that process afterwards kind of flew by, like, they keep you there for, what, three hours or four hours three after? Three hours if you're, everything's good, six if they're not, so we only had to stay for three. Yeah, which I ended up getting dragged, because somebody decided to vandalize my fucking truck window, so of course you can't just have things go completely smoothly, but, uh, knock on wood, uh, everything there went by smoothly, got the window replaced the next day. Well, we were delayed, because then we got your mom to come get us with a different car seat because we didn't know if our car seat had glass in it yeah, so thank and we you. didn't want to drive home with yeah. a window so, open and a new baby yeah so mom if you're listening to this episode thank you yes, so much thank you like you were the you were one of the unsung heroes of the night like you that was a big one there so thank you mom you uh bailed me out and you bailed yeah. your grandson out yeah so we because who just, would, we we wouldn't have been to able wait. to call anybody else no well the car, the, and thanks to Brianna and Elvin for giving us the second car seat, so mm-hmm. it was at home, warm. Yeah. The base we had thankfully installed in your mom's car the week prior. And, I, and that was something, remember, I was adamant on. I was like, let's just have it in there. And just I was to... like, why? Yeah, and it all fucking came it. together. Yeah, you did it one day when I had to go grocery shopping or something. It all fucking worked out. And... But it just delayed us in getting home. But they let us chill in that room. Yeah. Yeah. Your mom couldn't come in, but... She was happy to wait outside. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, we wouldn't have had anybody else to call, really. We would have just had to drive home cold. Yeah, because I didn't even want a chance in the car seat, right? Because uh, I was like... It was beside the window, yeah. so we thought there could be glass in it. Yeah, and I didn't want to do that to him, risk anything there. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty high stress. I mean, it, it all kind of worked out. Luckily, I think... I mean, I'm sure, I, I, I'm sure uh, Uncle Nick would have, uh, if I needed to call him <laughs> up in the middle of the night, he would have done it. He would have sacked up and taken the next day off. Yeah. Um, he would have happily done it. But it was um, kind of nice. Like, I think three hours is a quick turnaround. Like, it was almost nice we had that extra time, at least for me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you're sore, but mm-hmm. I mean, completely different from a hospital birth. Like, I was still up and moving. I think even like sitting kind of cross-legged so but it was still nice to have a bit more time just to get dressed get him dressed gather everything I mean I'm sure they don't kick you out but yeah I know no, it's yeah and I think like that it's kind of crazy too like the time frame of it because like we went to bed like if somebody had texted like us at like 11 o'clock been like oh hey how was your day what'd you you know what'd you get up to been like oh not too much just had a kid back home now just watching tv wait i'm sorry you did what now come again labored and had the kid all in one day yeah like it was it was pretty we were home by the time we normally go to bed yeah 1 a.m like that's we stay up late so we were home settled did i pick up um, little footer did her grandma pick her up? Her grandma picked her up that day from school. Right? Yeah, yes. we just we had texted her yes. grandma that morning to say, like, we're going to the birth center now. That was yeah. the first time. Yeah, and to say, I, and I think I just made the decision. Could you just keep her tonight? Well, I think too. Like, but the thing was the pickup, and I think you just said no. It'd be easier if she picks her up. Yes, because rather than if I pick her up, then she comes home at all, and then we have to get her to. Then, uh, you know, she might not want to leave, might not understand. Oh, that's right. We dropped off clothes with her grandma on the first trip to the birth center. Yes, yes. it must have been. in the morning. So yes. we, yeah, we'd made that decision in the morning. We dropped off clothes with her grandma and then went to the first check yeah. at the birth center. Um, who, again, her grandmother stepped right up. Who, when we say her grandmother, we are actually, um, because when, when adults behave like grownups, everybody wins. 
Um, I, I do want to give a very special shout out and thank you so much uh, to your ex-husband, Andrew, um, and to his mom, uh, Susan, because uh, they were both fabulous and understanding. Um, Andrew, in terms of understanding, like because of his line of work, where he works. Um, oh, that's a little Hanundi right there, everybody saying hi. Saying hi. Um, that's about uh, how he says hi now. But anyway, yes. Um, big shout out to him for understanding, right? Like that he couldn't even really be seeing his own daughter um, for the weeks leading up or since. Like yeah, we've having that. The beginning of November. Yeah, and understanding, and he's been very accommodating of that. Not really any fights or arguments, but he always has been throughout this like COVID in the process. Thing, it was his idea too. He yeah, said to me one day, like, maybe you should keep her just because. Yeah. You know, I was able to work from home in the spring, yeah. and um, we my I kept her for yeah. three months in the spring. Yeah. I think until we thought it, like, we felt it was safe enough, and yeah. the same thing now too, like. Mm-hmm. It was his idea again, and I was kind of like, oh, it's not that bad. But then the closer we got to the due date, it was like, yeah, I'd like to keep her now so that we know mm-hmm. she's relative, like, as yeah. much as we can guarantee that she's not sick. Yeah. Just limit her contacts. Yeah. And, so. I mean, he's done the door visits, and they've been able to FaceTime. But, I mean, it's just, it, it, you know, I am incredibly thankful um, for that. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, you always hear stories of exes being petty or being like, oh, well, I'm not going to help you as you go have a new or, kid with your new man or whatever. and Or some people's exes who don't care that it increases the child's exposure. Yes. And demands to see them anyways. Yes. You, you know, know, like there's always things to worry about. Because then I would have had to choose, like, and then his mom works from home, so she was our safest backup. Yeah. So she stayed with her grandma for a couple of days until I was like, yeah, we can... I can handle two kids now. Send yeah. her back. <laughs> no, he was very good about giving up Littlefoot. And, uh, yeah, and then her grandma, his mom, picking up the slack. She even got gifts for little, uh, how many great gifts, actually. Best ever. Yep, so thank you so much, mm-hmm. uh, Andrew and Susan. Um, from all of us, including... Um, little Hadundi here we thank you so much because I mean yeah it's a big ask and uh, they really stepped up to the plate and it's like we've always talked about right is again when adults can be grown-ups kids win mm-hmm. kids win and that's mm-hmm. the important thing there so yeah we uh the people that we expect that we needed to step up did um which almost in a way makes it easier for the people you don't expect to step up because it's just like there's nothing for you really like you don't even have to worry about disappointing because you're not going to. Mm-hmm. We have everything else taken care of. So that kind of, in a way, becomes nice as well, right? It's, 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 it's no different than in any sport, right? You need your first and second line in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final to step up because you're like, guess what, fourth liners? You don't even have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Ovechkin's out there scoring goals anyway, so don't worry. We don't need you to fuck up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of the same thing here. Um, but, uh, everybody stepped up that, uh, we needed to, and, uh, yeah, but I think we have a hungry baby boy now. Um, I think he might wake up from one of his 22 scheduled naps. So, uh, anything else you want to add to the episode? I don't think so. I think it's been an amazing two weeks that we've had him. And you were awesome during the whole labor process. Thank you so much. (laughs) I try my best. Uh, you were incredibly inspiring. I tell everybody that, like how 
you show me a whole new level of tough, <laughs> like a whole new level of touch of tough that, uh, I think now it's funny because now when I look at guy friends, if they want to complain about anything hurting, um, it's just like, no, no, no. There's a level of inner bitch that you need to suck up here. That's unacceptable for you to have. <laughs> like you can't don't nope. You, Oh, that little ankle twist there as you were running. Suck it up there, uh, Buttercup. Let's keep it going. Mm -hmm. um, just after what you put yourself through, uh, I'm truly amazed and impressed and just um, blown away by what that took. Um, it, it was the most, just, I want to say heroic, but that's not the right word. Just, it was intense. It like... was the most incredible display of just hunker down toughness to get something done. But I feel like I, we knew it was a mental game going in. Yes. I know I lost. That's, I know I could pinpoint when I, I lost you, the mental game. But I don't think you ever did because you got through it. Like, Well, I got through it, but I know at a certain point I was just like, I don't know what the word is, like, well, when I started saying I can't do this and I just, I, I, I wanted it to end. Yeah, I mean, there was no end. But you didn't Dario no, it. And there that was, was no the big thing. You didn't Dario it. When I was saying I'm done, I can't do this. Like I was serious and I was getting mad at you guys. You were listening to me. Uh, but you didn't Dario <laughs> it. You got the job done. And that was, uh, that was to me the most incredible part was that. Well, there is no, like you can't not get the job done. Yeah. But I mean, there was definitely a point where the pain overtook any anything I was trying to well I think you were so engaged that it just like you might view it as you gave up or that you were losing the battle yeah I was losing but the I battle. think you were so engaged in the battle that even though you might have felt like can I do this you were already so far ahead in doing it it's it's it, it it's like you showed like yeah like that championship level of just mental fortitude of getting it done. Mm -hmm. There's that difference between, you know, when you watch people break, you know, on this 15th hole of the masters where you're just like, Oh my God, they have fallen apart. But that's what I felt like, you know, or a poker analogy when someone shows up to the final table with the chip lead and is the first one eliminated. But that's like, that's, I did feel like I had lost at some point. Right. But I'm here to, uh, to <laughs> absolutely reaffirm to you that you didn't. Thank you. But it was, it was very much a blur. Very much a blur. When he said, when I learned what time it was when he was born, I was shocked. Shocked. Yeah. Absolutely <sighs> shocked. Yeah. It felt like it had been 12 hours. I'll give... Of pain and suffering. <laughs> Not <for> every, like three. <laughs> for all of my listeners, I'll give them the perfect poker analogy. It was very much... Joe McKeon, I believe, won the main event in 15, uh, in 2015, I think, is when Joe McKeon won it. And I've now watched pretty much all of the modern-day main events. From, like, the footage that is available, I have watched, I've broken down every mm -hmm. champion. Mm -hmm. um, except maybe the Jerry Yang and um, Jamie Gold years. I have to get through those, um, as, as painful as those might be. Um, but I'll get through those. The thing that separated Joe McKeon as a main event champion was how cerebral he was from a certain point onwards. Like, once they'd kind of gotten down to two or three tables, it was very clear he's the front runner here to win. Um, and I think he had established himself as the chip leader with two tables left and never really let go of it. And we've seen cases where that's happened, like where people have jumped in the chip lead and then kind of not let it go. Like, Hossein Ensign last year, I think, when there's two tables left, kind of had that... 
but nobody kind of was as cerebral and things just went their way and they just kind of dictated it. And how I liken that to what you did in the birthing process was even when McKim might have slipped up, even when it might have been like, oh, he's showing maybe a little bit of inexperience. Things were just, he'd done everything so right that it just worked out anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, ooh, that was a bit of a loose call there with King Deuce offsuit. Oh, but he flopped the rest of the twos. Okay, yes, that, that tends to win, right? Like, it was just everything had been done so right. Or even the betting worked out. Like, yeah, you made a bad call, but, you, you know, you were able to bet your way out of it. You, everything else worked well. For you, it was kind of that same thing. Like, even if you felt, and yeah, there were some moments where, you know, you could look at you and be like, oh my God, like, you can see, like, you were, when you were just like, I've had enough, like, get him out of me. I can't do it. I can't do it. You were already so engaged and were doing so well that it was just working out anyway. Mm -hmm. And that was what was so amazing of it. So, yes, the best analogy I can give you is the Joe <laughs> McKeon one um, where there wasn't really a back and forth. You might think there was, but there wasn't. Mm -hmm. Like even Ensign last year, yeah, he led the chip lead for whatever. But when he got heads up with Dario, there was a moment where Dario did have the chip lead. Mm -hmm. And it was looking like Dario could get the job done and shut a lot of people up. But we all know what happened. Mm -hmm. Even Kui Win, when he was up against that other guy, um, who I'm now drawing a blank on, momentarily gave up the chip lead. Got it back, like, on the next hand, but same kind of thing. There was some back and forth. With you, there never was. You just took off. You were very Joe McKeon in your, um, in your birthing, and it was, it, was, it was incredible to watch and be a part of that. So I love you, <laughs> and I thank you so much for doing it, and uh, I'll always be appreciative of that. And um, most importantly, I'm thankful that I was able to be a part of it and be so involved, that you mm -hmm. wanted me so involved from the start of it, from the impregnating you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. To uh, helping bring little Harundi into this world. Thank you. So I love, love you. you. I love you. And I think uh, that's probably a good place to leave it off. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, babe, again for coming on. Thanks for having me. You're doing so good at this. Like, <laughs> I'm going to start, I think I want to start having episodes where you just do it. No. Where you can do the whole episode talking about, I don't know, whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> uh, not poker. Not poker, <laughs> yeah. There you go for my fans. Yeah, they'll be like, wait, what? We don't have to have a poker analogy today? <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, thank you so much, babe. Um, Harundi would say bye, everyone, but he is currently, again, sucking on a boob. Um, and again, I should clarify that is Jess's boob, not some ambiguous boob that we have laying around at the house or just some random person that pops out a tit. Um, we don't have that here. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> Most people don't have a wet nurse. <laughs> There's a term for a yes. random tit popper outer? For the person that feeds your baby if it's not Yes! <laughs> yes! I didn't know this. I did not. I don't think they're used anymore. But... Oh. Um, yeah, so we don't have a wet nurse or just some random person popping out breasts in my house. Um, or We're trying to get Sonny to studio. use his boobs, but, you know, he um, hasn't signed on for that. Right, So, yet. but I have signed up to start doing more push-ups so that we don't refer to them as breasts anymore. <laughs> anyway. Um, That's not what I was insinuating. I think me and my man tits have had enough of uh, this. Because you flex them? Uh, yep. <laughs> Anyway, I thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of the Seems Legit Podcast. This was really a fun one for uh, us to do. Uh, again, uh, if you aren't already doing so, please follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at the dude Sunny D. Uh, take care and bye bye for now. Do you want to say bye? Bye. <laughs>